This is exactly right. Hello. We want to take a second to tell you about one of our favorite podcasts, Disgraceland. If you like music, pop culture, and true crime, this is the podcast for you. Through host Jake Brennan's deeply researched storytelling, you'll hear all about the lives and crimes of musicians like Jerry Lee Lewis, Jay-Z, The Rolling Stones, and so many more. And now Disgraceland is expanding to include artists, actors, athletes, and other icons from Anthony Bourdain to Andy Warhol. Full episodes are released every Tuesday. Check out Disgraceland on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. Goodbye. Welcome to My Favorite Murder, the mini-sode. We read you your stories and special bonus for the fan cult. (laughs) This is being videoed. So if you are in the fan cult or want to join the fan cult, you can watch us read you your letters. Even Sometimes when you're listening to these, you're like, what hand gesture is Georgie using right now? I would love to know. Now you can. Great question. As I gesture wildly. You should see her hand, one hand's up above her head, one's way down by her ankles. Okay. Is this, it's now what? Yeah. There's an aerobic element. Yeah. There's there. so, we, there's so many visuals to podcasts <laughs> and now you can know what they are. It's like a secret language. Yeah. Go to myfavoritemurder.com. Do you want to go first? That was a hard sell. I sure. know. It was. I'm going to kick this one off uh, in a very satisfying way. Because it's a celebrity story, which I think we asked for at some point. Definitely. It just gets right into it. Quite a while back, you asked for celebrity encounters, and here's my best one. My best friend in college was a beautiful oddball from Connecticut (laughs) whose family was from Long Island, pronounced Long Island by her fabulous mother with 80s hair and hands heavy with diamonds, Mm -hmm. and her intimidating New York Italian father, whose impressive income came from various quote-unquote, investments that no one asked about. (laughs) So what you were talking about is The Sopranos. You were in The Sopranos. Yeah. In the spring of my sophomore year, my friend invited me to a small birthday party in her hometown for her godfather. I didn't ask too many details, just eager to get off campus of our conservative college in nowhere, New Hampshire. I started to get an inkling, though, as we pulled up to the outrageously long driveway of what looked like an Italian villa plopped in suburbia, that this wasn't a run-of-the-mill celebrate-your-uncle-Mickey's-birthday-at-the-local-Polish hall that this middle-class Irish Catholic girl was used to. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> It's so true. We were greeted at the door by a beautiful blonde woman placing yellow lays over our heads and a gestured invitation to make ourselves at home. Mm-hmm. The selection at the bar was so expensive, though, I assumed it was for display purposes and didn't take anything (laughs) until I saw others help themselves. As I questioned my clothing choices and attempted to look like I belonged, I saw a creature stumble past the door to the backyard. He was very small, wearing a raggedy bandana and powder blue Ugg boots, and clicking a lighter over and over, attempting to light a joint. My brain glitched for a moment until the words came out. Was that... Keith Richards? Oh my God, I would never have guessed. Oh yeah, my godfather is his bodyguard. This is his house. My friend replied, (laughs) casual. (laughs) That's in all caps. My brain played ketchup for a moment and I realized that the beautiful blonde woman at the door was Patty Hanson. Holy shit. 
Of course, I immediately texted my mother, Mom, I'm at Keith Richards' house for a birthday barbecue. (laughs) She writes back, Is that someone you go to school with? (laughs) No, Mom, from the Rolling Stones. And then my mother, at dinner in my small hometown in this next state over, stood up in the restaurant and began excitedly telling everyone that would listen, My daughter is at Keith Richards' house right now and pointing to her phone. Oh, my God. See? She texts me. See everybody at Applebee's? (laughs) I tried the rest of the night to appear unfazed, as if I always drank Johnny Walker Blue from Fancy Tumblr's (laughs) Johnny Walker Blue. The fanciest. Um, And not shots directly from handles of Seagram 7. However, after dinner, I found a spot around the campfire to roast a marshmallow and a minute later realized Keith Richards had plopped down right next to me. He began tossing pine cones into the fire that burst into colorful flames upon contact. After watching him for a few minutes, the extremely clever and cool thing my brain mustered up was, are those normal pine cones? (laughs) (laughs) You did it. Are those normal blankets? And he then turned his head slowly, considered me with a rather withering look and replied, yes, darling, but I'm not doing a British accent correctly at all. Yes, darling, (laughs) but when they touch my hands, they become magical. And he wiggled his fingers a la Jack Sparrow. To that, I laughed nervously and elected not to speak again that night or ever (laughs) in my life. So anyway, that's how I ended up sitting around a campfire getting chastised by Keith Richards for my limited pyrotechnic knowledge. No pictures, but I still have the yellow lay hanging on my dresser mirror. Stay sexy and make friends with beautiful oddballs, aka from M.A. Love it. Love that story. You went to Keith Richards' house. Like what? Who does that? And also you hung. Like asking the question, are those regular pine cones, although (laughs) funny in retrospect— is also just you being in the moment with a, the most famous rock star, yeah. second only to Mick Jagger, yeah. Paul McCartney. Like, and you're you're also great in college. Job. Like you're not great at conversation skills yet, especially with adults. So it's okay. Sorry, we've all been to campfires. Have you ever thrown in a pine cone and have it had magical, like colorful sprinklings come out? I don't know if what they do when they explode. <laughs> I would have asked the question too. I would like yes. to know. Can you Got buy it. magical exploding colorful pine cones? Or did they all do that? Also then, if I were AK from MA, after he said, when after they hit my hands, they're mm-hmm. magical, I would have screamed at the top because of the Johnny Walker blue. I would have screamed at the top of my lungs, do it again, do it again. <laughs> or you're a liar, you're a witch, you're a witch. Uh, okay. This is called The Time I Was in a Boat Crash in Alaska. Oh, Hey, besties. This very weird story has come up in my life multiple times recently, and while listening to some old episodes of boat-related incidents, I decided I should send it in. When I was four, the hospital my dad works at asked if he would like to move himself and his family to Fairbanks, Alaska for the summer to cover another employee's maternity leave, and he and my mom said, why not? (laughs) It was an incredible experience, and for being quite small, I remember a lot about our time out there. Uh, One memory that's stuck in my brain forever is the time our day cruise hit an iceberg, Titanic style, and we had to be rescued from the open ocean by a fellow cruise ship. My four-year-old memories are in this order. We feel a bump. My parents make weird faces. Captain tells us to put on life jackets. I magically have a life jacket on. Uh, My older sibling, born female but identifies as non-binary, starts telling me about the Titanic. Ah, older siblings. 
My older sibling, Rachel, is incredibly smart and highly autistic. At the time, they were seven, and of course, they knew all about the Titanic. They mm-hmm. told me all about how it hit an iceberg and proceeded to sink, which led me to believe we were going to die. I was quite shy and reserved, and as any good younger sibling does, I simply kept these thoughts and emotions to myself as my sibling continued titanicking. Obviously, we didn't die, and I don't remember a lot of what happened in between learning about the Titanic, my impending death, and us being rescued, but another cruise ship sailed on over to come get us. Since cruise ships are big, they can't get them super close together, right? Well, you know what makes a really good bridge? A plank of wood. They Mm -hmm. got the ships as close as they could and placed a nice homemade bridge for us to walk across the open ocean onto a boat that hadn't hit an iceberg. The memory of being literally four and looking down into absolutely black, freezing cold ocean water is pretty terrifying. Mm. I wonder if that's why I'm scared of the ocean, shrug emoji. The nice boat attendants helped me across because we could only go one person at a time. It's like walking the fucking plank, but you're four. How do you let a four-year-old walk that plank as a parent? Like, how is that like, well, we have to. Go ahead, honey. How about piggybacks? Yeah. I honestly just remember the really scary water and lots of hands reaching for me. Needless to, <laughs> say, needless to say, I don't feel the need to go on another cruise of any kind. Thank you for your podcast. You've been my ears constantly as I go through my weird post-college being 23 life transition. Thanks for helping me through some other big life things such as hip surgery, sinus surgery, and being alive in general. <laughs> Stay sexy and don't go on cruises, Emma. God. Yeah. What are the odds of basically reenacting the Titanic in freezing cold Alaskan waters? No, don't want to. Don't want to know. Don't want to try to find out. Also, why wouldn't they have something better than a plank? Like, yeah, like a little tugboat. <laughs> there should be like a little lifeboat. Yeah, or like something with sides. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you're trying to get people off the sinking thing and keep them out of the water. Mm-hmm. It almost is like a la- a final challenge as yeah. opposed to help of any kind. Yeah. Anyway, hopefully, hopefully in the last twenty years they've figured something better out, but or they just don't crash anymore. I don't know. Yeah, true. Maybe they've really gotten their sonar down. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit 
visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter her promo code space 80. Goodbye. The subject line of this hometown is lies I've told my nieces. And it just starts. When I was in my early 20s, my sister was in the process of going through the police academy. She was a single mom to twin girls. God damn. Wow. I mean, Jesus. And asked if I wouldn't mind moving in to help out. As I was looking for any excuse to avoid figuring out what to do with my life, I said yes. I worked at Starbucks during the day, but was the primary caregiver for the girls at all other times. My sister's training was very intensive and went long hours. So cut to me, the youngest sister, whose main kid experience was being a YMCA camp counselor, who now has to make sure that two four-year-olds eat their goddamn peas and don't murder each other. Wow. Mm-hmm. Grocery shopping and bedtime were always daunting tasks that frequently ended with one or three of us curled up on the floor <laughs> sobbing that we just want to go home. <laughs> then finally, one over-caffeinated afternoon came the solution. I fucking love this. Mm-mm. I told my nieces about the lady in the shadows. She lives in the back part of the grocery store that you see employees come in and out of. She has spiders coming out of her hair and she has snakes for fingers. <gasps> She was once a little girl named Susie who was banished to the stock rooms because she told her parents no three times when they asked her to complete a chore. There there she lurked waiting for kids to run off from their parents so she could snatch them away and torment them. And then this is all separate period after the word. It fucking worked. Oh my God. There was nary a rogue twin in the H-E-B. Anyway, the next thing is parentheses. It says, the best grocery chain ever. Hmm. From then on out. The library had a similar monster once named Timmy who refused to do his sight words. (laughs) They also believed that Kesha sneezed glitter until they were 12 years old. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's a great one. They are turning 16 this year and are firmly in the teenage phase, but they still bring up the stories I told when we were in the grocery store. <laughs> such an amazing coping mechanism yes. where you're just like... Whatever works. Yes. They taught me so much about what it means to love, be selfless, and just pull shit out of my ass to fix a problem. My sister has since left the police department. She had many years of upstanding service. After one too many times of being demeaned, condescended, and harassed, she said, fuck it, this is bullshit. She's the most badass woman I know and could still beat me up even though I'm four inches taller. Thank y'all for everything you do. And there's no name. Aww. (laughs) Aunties. Yay for aunties telling lies. I truly love it so much. This is called, Are We Still Talking About Filipino Moms? Hey, best friends, buckle up because I have a lot to share. As soon as I was able to cut my own nails, my mom, Angelina, warned me excessively not to cut them after dark. I would ask my mom why, and she never gave me an answer, only saying, it's not good, don't do it. Okay, well, being the good little girl I was, always listening to my mother, I did what I was told. Legit, I never cut my nails at night. But one day I Googled that shit, why can't I cut my nails at night? And Google told me, quote, Filipino superstition, parents will die or become sick. Oh. No wonder she didn't want me cutting my nails after dark, looking out for her damn self. (laughs) But there are definitely times when she's looking out for me. For example, every birthday I must eat noodles. She prefers it if I eat pancit, which is a traditional Filipino noodle dish. The reason I must eat noodles on the exact day I was born, nudes symbolize long life. The longer the noodles, the bigger the wish for long life. So at least she wants me to have a nice long life. Another superstition, one is not allowed to gift shoes to another. So whenever I asked for moon boots or Doc Martens for my birthday slash Christmas, she'd get them for me, but I had to pay her a penny or something for each shoe. (laughs) Apparently, Filipinos believe the gift of shoes represents the person who receives it will either walk away from you or walk over you. And to counteract that, the receiver has to pay for the shoes so they weren't a, quote, gift. She got my partner Crocs for Christmas, and I totally forgot about this one, so I didn't warn him. He was scrambling to find some coins to give her. It was kind of (laughs) comical. Speaking of money, my mom always throws coins out the car window when we pass a funeral procession, and now, out of habit, I do it too. She told me that it's a Filipino superstition to provide the dead with toll money for the afterlife. Hmm. Because of course there's a toll to pay. You might be dead, but capitalism never dies. (laughs) My mom is super Catholic, yet so superstitious. But if you think about it, it makes sense. One must suspend disbelief to have faith in Catholicism, God, Jesus Christ, the whole kit and caboodle. And the same is true to believe these superstitions. I just always found it funny that my strict Catholic mom told me she used to read tarot cards when she was younger, but scolded me for having a Ouija board. (laughs) In retrospect, she was right to hide my Ouija board from me. Stay sexy and listen to your Filipino mother, Jen. (laughs) <laughs> I thought it would be cool if we had other people send in their family superstitions. Sure. Then is your culture, family superstitions. We want to hear them. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. 
Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. All right, let's see. This last one, the headline is just gossip, gossip, gossip. And then it starts, bitch, which makes me think my friend Dave wrote this because that's literally when I answer the phone. He goes, bitch. And then it goes, so I just listened to the mini-sode where the babysitter realized she was being contracted to watch the kids while the wife cheats. And I have to say, be careful what you do say around kids. They are smarter than you think. And boy, do I have tea for you. So one afternoon, I'm picking up my kindergartner from school, and as soon as we get in the car, I start the typical how was your day questions. My five-year-old then proceeded to tell me he played with his friend Tommy and that Tommy told him that Jimmy's mom is his dad's girlfriend. (gasps) That's when I snapped out of my autopilot mode responses of, oh yeah, that's great, and processed what my child just said. This might not seem like juicy gossip to you, but the thing is that I know these two individuals are married and not to each other. Oh, no. I looked at him through the rearview mirror and asked him to repeat himself. He did. Then stated that Tommy saw his dad kiss Jimmy's mom and asked him about it. Timmy's dad said she was his friend, but it was a secret. Then Timmy told my son about the secret. I've always told my kids that we do not keep secrets and that when someone tells them to keep it secret, they must tell dad and me immediately because secrets are bad and we only keep happy surprises. And then in parentheses, it says child abuse prevention. Mm. So naturally, that's what he did. So now I'm stuck with this piece of information that I do not want and refuse to suffer alone. So I'm sharing it with you all. (laughs) So I guess the moral of the story is kids are smarter than you think, but stupid enough not to keep your dirty, lying, cheating secret. (laughs) Disclaimer, all names were changed in this story. XOXO, Gossip Girl. And then it says in parentheses, Kristen Bell's voice. Wow. That's straight up. They are telling us that so they don't repeat it to people who would actually know and care. Yeah. Which I think is really funny. I feel like you got to tell the dad, hey, guess what was said? Be more fucking careful, dude. No, don't help him cheat. What do you mean? Not help him, but just be like, stop cheating. Your kid is fucking aware of it and you're lucky I'm not a piece of shit and trying to ruin your marriage. I don't know. it's just so gross to it's tell so the kids, like, keep the secret. Totally. And like, n- now that's an overstep. Yeah. Get out. For sure. No mercy. This one is called My Father's Famous Coco. Hello. I was listening to a mini about drunk kids, and it reminded me of a family favorite. So here goes. In the late 70s, my household was that of two working parents. We lived in a quiet suburb of Denver and ate home-cooked meals together every evening. Some nights, my mom would cook and serve and then leave for her night shift as a phlebotomist at a military-based laboratory, and my dad would clean up and put us to bed. Nights with my mom were calm and snuggly, but those nights with my dad were rowdy. 
wrestling and fort building and Lincoln Logs. Oh my. Needless to say, my mother would always say, Neil, you'll never get them to bed if you get them so riled up. And much to her surprise, he always seemed to easily accomplish this task. She would ask him his secret and he would simply say, I wear them out and they fall asleep. Years later, at a family dinner, we were reminiscing about mom's famous and favorite dishes from childhood. When I piped up with, remember dad's special cocoa? My sister and I oohed and awed over the memory of that savory and oh-so-pepperminty beverage when my dad calmly and without facial expression said, oh yeah, I spiked it with peppermint schnapps to get you two to calm the fuck down and go to bed. (laughs) Then turned to my mother and grinned the most shit-eating green I've ever seen on that man. While my sister and I exploded in laughter, my mom burst forth with some feisty words not fit for this email and shook her tiny fist of fury at him. After we all settled down, my mom socked him on the arm and said, I knew I was a better parent than you. (laughs) Ah, memories. Love your stories. Love your banter. Love your unwillingness to accept injustice. Stay sexy and hide the peppermint schnapps from sneaky fathers. A. (laughs) I mean, it's just cheating. It's just cheating. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, did they say what year they grew up? It was the 70s, so I think. Oh, dude. The dad's off the hook a little because it was the 70s. If it was recently, then we'd be calling Child Protective Services. Yeah, no, for real. That is, to me, that is like as 70s as green shag carpeting is that kind (laughs) of, you know, whether you're sipping your parents' highball because the party has gone into a different room or one of my earliest memories of jumping on the bed and drinking grape cough syrup. It was an unchecked era of... (laughs) Insanity. Oh, my God. Um, Send us your stories at myfavoritemurder at Gmail. And thank you guys. That's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for uh, writing in and listening and all of that. Thanks for writing us such good stories that we, that it seems like two when it's actually three. Yeah. Quality content. Totally. Also, stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie? This has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is Hannah Kyle Crichton. Our producer is Alejandra Keck. This episode was engineered and mixed by Stephen Ray Morris. Our researchers are Marin McClashen and Gemma Harris. Email your hometowns and fucking hoorays to myfavoritemurder at gmail.com. Follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at myfavoritemurder and Twitter at myfavemurder. Goodbye. Follow My Favorite Murder on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase My Favorite Murder merch.